This is Daylight Magazine coming to you from Adventist World Radio Ghana, the voice of hope. Today's Daylight Magazine has segments designed with you in mind. Stay tuned and be blessed. Now don't you let nobody turn you around, turn you around, turn you around. Now don't you let nobody turn you around, keep on the Galilee. Now don't you let nobody turn you around, turn you around, turn you around. Now don't you let nobody turn you around, keep on the Galilee. I would not be. Hello, listener. Our devotion for today is entitled First Fruits of Victory Over Death. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose, and came out of the graves after his resurrection, and went into the holy city, and appeared unto many. Matthew chapter 27, verse 52 and 53. During his ministry, Jesus raised the dead to life. He raised the son of the widow of Nain, and Jairus's daughter, and Lazarus. But these were not clothed with immortality. After they were raised, they continued to be subject to death and decay. But those who came forth from the grave at Christ's resurrection were raised to everlasting life. They were the multitude of captives who ascended with him as trophies of his victory over death and the grave. These went into the city and appeared unto many, declaring, Christ has risen from the dead, and we be risen with him. Some were terrified at the sight. They bore the most undeniable evidence not only of their own resurrection, but of the resurrection of the crucified Redeemer. After his resurrection, Christ did not show himself to any save his followers, but testimony in regard to his resurrection was not wanting. It came from various sources from the 500 who assembled in Galilee to see their risen Lord. This testimony could not be quenched. The sacred facts of Christ's resurrection were immortalized. Those who had been raised were presented as trophies to the heavenly universe, samples of the resurrection of all who receive and believe in Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. They were a symbol of the final resurrection of the righteous. That same power that has raised Christ from the dead will raise his church as his bride and glorify it with Christ above all principalities, above all powers, above every name that is named, not only in this world, but in the heavenly courts, the world above. Christ was the first fruits of them that slept. This very scene, the resurrection of Christ from the dead, was observed in type by the Jews at one of their sacred feasts called the Feast of the Jews. They came up to the temple when the first fruits had been gathered in and held a feast of thanksgiving. The first fruits of the harvest crop were sacredly dedicated to the Lord. 
As Christ ascends while in the act of blessing his disciples, an army of angels encircles him as a cloud. Christ takes with him the multitude of captives as his trophy. He will himself bring to the Father the first fruits of them that slept to present them to God as an assurance that he is conqueror over death and the grave. Written by Ellen G. White, my name is Lois Amachimafu. Examine yourself. Examine yourself. Note down this quotation and read afterwards. That is Psalm 139. Read from chapter 1 to the last verse. The verse 1 to 24. Examine yourself. Sometimes our sins can block answers to prayer. Let the prayer of the psalmist be one of yours. Search me, O God, and know my thoughts. See if there be some wicked way in me. Cleanse me from every sin and set me free. Remember, God is all-seeing, all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere present. God knows us. God is with us. And his greatest gift is to allow us to know him. He is ready to search you. Examine yourself. And if you cannot find anything, ask God to search yourself. And then, ask him for forgiveness so that your prayers will be answered. God bless you. I am Belle Dollarville. When I'm alone with you, Lord, my troubles seem to disappear. And the peace that comforts me always comes when you are near Cherish listener, brace yourself as we bring to you a continuation of the discussion. Wills. Welcome back to your show, Radio Lawyer. We are joined by a resource person. Welcome, Mr. Ansa. Thank you, Nat. Before we went for the break, I was talking of a situation where people who once lived as husband and wife no longer live as husband and wife. One person dies intestate. What happens? Thank you, Nat. Um, the law confers rights to people based on certain designations. Mm. So we, this evening we've been talking about child or children, yeah. spouse, parent, and customary family. As a matter of fact, each one of these could be a ground for dispute. Okay. A person who claims to be a parent may be disputed as as, as being the parent. As being the parent. A person who claims to be a child may be disputed as being a child. Yeah. And a person who claims to be a spouse okay. equally may be disputed as to possessing that capacity. So in the circumstance that you have painted mm. or described, if a person holds himself or herself as a spouse, mm. the question is, what is the proof or evidence? Now, if the couple had merely separated mm-hmm. but had not gone through 
the formal processes, okay. traditional or otherwise, yes. to validly dissolve the marriage. Mm. Then the marriage would still be subsisting. Okay. And upon the death of one intestate, the person would have right to inherit a portion of the estate in that capacity as, as a surviving, as a surviving spouse. spouse. Yes. Okay. And the same will go for children. And let's say that a special, I think we mentioned it, a special provision is made for children. Yes. So that even children born out of wedlock, mm. provided that there is a proof. And this goes for men because you hardly have a situation where women have children that society doesn't know that they have those children. Okay. But more frequent scenario is where a man dies and a lot of his own family members get to know only after the death of the man in that circumstance once there is evidence that in the lifetime of the man the man recognized the child and related to the child as a child that child would also be entitled to be recognized as a child and be entitled to share in the estate. And as we have already articulated, the law has a posture of protecting the interests of children. And I think the philosophy here is that the child must not suffer for the indiscretion of the parent. So okay. even if that child was born out of wedlock, he's still a child. I ask this question because it is a very common phenomenon. A man marries a woman, or two people are married. And then for one reason or the other, they separate and stay at different locations. And the common thing that goes around is that, oh, they are no longer together. Five, ten years, okay, one party dies. And then there is the general perception that, well, they were not husband and wife. And therefore, if I to an extent, they would say that the woman should not even come to the funeral. The man should not even step the grounds where the funeral is being held. And it creates a lot of it, uh, it does. problems. It does. And you know, in the circumstance you have described, one may have to lead evidence to prove mm -hmm. that at the time of the death of Tested, he or she was still a spouse. Mm. Um, the proof that there was marriage in the first place and the fact that that marriage was never dissolved. dissolved. Separation per se is no equal to divorce. So I think that so where there is a dispute, one may have to lead evidence to prove that there was in existence marriage and that marriage was never dissolved. Also, you mentioned a very important point. Sometimes even where there is a validly subsisting marriage mm. upon death mm. of one of the parties, the family may refuse to recognize the surviving spouse so, yeah. as a spouse. Mm. They may not permit him or her to perform customary rites mm. that under custom ought to be performed by a surviving spouse upon the death of the other party. That in itself would not, and I have been involved in situations where posters announcing the mm -hmm. death of the person will be prepared and Certain names will be, will be omitted. Yes. And sometimes different parties will prepare their own posters. All of that will be after the fact. Mm. Those ones by and themselves will not be 
the proof. Okay. It will be what happened before the death. Okay. So I know these things happen. Happened. But yes. Okay. Not long ago, I was talking to somebody, and her beef really was that she had a child with a man. The man already had a wife, and I think he had children with that person. And then the man also had some other woman somewhere. And then the man died. Now, the house in which they were staying belonged to the man. After the death of the man, the family people have come. They say she should check out of the house. And she didn't understand why they were asking her to check out. Looking at it from a purely social point of view, you would say that there is a certain level of injustice. But I asked her one question, whether the man performed any customary rites of marriage. And she said no. Now, in a situation like this, how does the law look on such a person? I think the woman can make a valid, strong claim on two different grounds. Okay. In the story you narrated, mm. the woman had a child with the and man. And in fact, was staying with the man yes. for a while. Yes. So, earlier we said that if a man was survived by only a child, for mm. example, without a spouse... Yes. And at the time of his death, he had only one house. Then the house which tells in that single house is inherited wholly by the surviving child. It but in this instance, the man has other children. other children and other women. Other women he married. The first one he married. And the marriage had not been no. dissolved. No. Yes, yeah, so that is very common. Mm. Statistics show that a lot of what you describe yes. as injustice, <laughs> abuses, yeah occur in informal marital situations. Okay. People who just common law marriage, okay. if you like, yeah. Consort. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they just agree to stay together, to stay together yeah. without performing any formal rights. A lot of the abuses that occur in pausal relationships occur in those kinds of situations. situations. And if you are a woman and you are living in that kind of situation, you must be aware that you could face difficulties eventually upon the death of the... I mean, we must put it bluntly, because if the man had a wife and marriage is estranged or the the relationship is estranged, but there has not been a formal formal dissolution, and you go in and squat there, and uh, you take charge, you are not a wife until rights are performed. There have been a, a situation where a distinction has been made. Mm-hmm. Much earlier, sometime last year when we were talking about marriage yes. and incidents, what would make two people mm-hmm. operating together be described as a married as couple. couple. Yes. <laughs> a court in Ghana had ever ruled in a situation where even though formal custom had not been performed, but at different times, family mm-hmm. members had recognized and invited a man to perform, perform rights as, a, as a husband. Yes, yes. And then when the woman died and because of the, what was involved with the estate, the family member suddenly said they didn't know the no, man. No, yeah. The law went on the side of the man to protect mm-hmm. him. But that's very isolated. Mm-hmm. Normally, under the circumstances you have uh, described, if you are not a wife, you are not a wife. Okay. Yeah. We'll take a break. Uh, When we come back, we'll look at a very interesting situation. We'll see. You just listened to a discussion on the topic whales. A continuation will be brought to you later.
any inquiries or contribution, you can contact us on plus two three three two four four six seven three five two eight or zero two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF five nine five Adenta Greater Accra Region Ghana Take a little time to talk to the Lord. Take a little time to talk. Yeah. Take a little time to talk to the Lord. Take a little time to talk. Oh, a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Take a little time to talk to the Lord. Take a little time with Jesus makes it right. Take a little time all right. He in troubles of every kind. Thank God I'll always find that a little talk with my Jesus makes it right, all right. How well do I remember Friend, you are welcome once again to the program Moments of Truth. I am your pastor, Ebenezer Kwe. We have been looking at the topic, Hope in the Den, as we look at our general theme, Hope in the Midst of Hopelessness. And as we continue with this series, pay particular attention and God will bless you. Let us pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, as we continue with this presentation. May you bring hope in the situation of my friend, my listener. Lord, speak into our lives. Let heaven be on our side and let all things be done according to your grace. Touch me with the Holy Spirit and use me to speak at this time. In Jesus' name, Amen. We have been looking at a dream of Daniel in Daniel chapter 7. And we said that he saw a dream in which he saw four wonderful beasts and also a judgment sin. His vision parallels the dream of Nebuchadnezzar in chapter 2, which Daniel interpreted to him. But Daniel's old dream in chapter 7 comes with some details. This is the man Daniel. But in spite of these vital and significant qualities, he had his own enemies. Daniel dreamt in chapter 7. He saw beasts. But Nebuchadnezzar, in chapter 2, he saw an image. And we said, these dreams have commonalities. They, have, they are parallel. And yet, there are some details in Daniel chapter 7. A dream which Nebuchadnezzar couldn't remember. Yet, Daniel was able to show him the dream and also its interpretation. If we compare the dream of the image in Daniel chapter 2 and the beasts in chapter 7, this is how it goes. The head of gold is the same power as the lion with two wings. The chest and arms of silver is the same as the bear with three ribs in its mouth. You remember that the bear has three ribs in its mouth and also raised on one side. This represents the three powers it has to conquer in order to become a world power. And these three powers were Egypt, Babylon, 
and Lydia. And indeed, Medupesha conquered those nations according to history before coming to the world stage. The belly and thighs of brass equals or parallels to the leopard with four heads and four wings, which wings depict how swift Greece was able to fight the then world to become an empire. The four heads represent the four generals who came after the demise of Alexander the Great. These four generals were Cassander, Lysimachus, Ptolemy, and the other one. Friends, God's word is truth, and what God has said shall surely come to pass. The legs of iron also parallels the terrible beast which had ten horns and an iron teeth. The feet and toes of iron mixed with clay also parallels the ten horns that were on the head of the terrible beast. Then, in Daniel chapter 7 verse 8, he said, I was considering the horns, and there was another horn, a little one, coming up among them, before whom three of the first horns were plucked out by the roots, and there in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man, and a mouth speaking pompous words. This little horn with human features was not found in the dream of Nebuchadnezzar, but it became a power after plucking out three of the nations that came out of pagan Rome. In Daniel chapter 7 verse 25, the Bible says, He shall speak pompous words against the Most High, shall persecute the saints of the Most High, and shall intend to change times and laws. Then the saints shall be given into his hand for a time and times and half a time. Yes, it did change times and laws. There is confusion in our calendars today. Today there are calendars that begin with Monday as the first day of the week. And there are some also begin with Sunday as the first day of the week. And you ask the question, which one is true? What is happening? Even there is confusion in Christendom. Some say Saturday is the Sabbath. Others say it is Sunday. And also we have the Islamic world which chose Friday as the day of worship. Yet in both the Bible and in the Holy Quran, the truth is there. The truth says that the Sabbath is Saturday. And so the attempt of that little horn to change time and laws has brought confusion into our world. That judgment scene of Daniel chapter 7 verse 9 and 10 patterns or it parallels the huge rock that was cast in Daniel chapter 2 without hands. It shows both the investigative judgment and the executive judgment. Like I said from the beginning, judgment is going on in our lives today. Even today, our records are being taken daily. God has assigned unto each person an angel who looks and takes care of you, my listener, and records whatever goes on in your life. I am not here to threat you, but just to tell you that God has interest in your life. He's looking out to help you to become what he wants you to be. And therefore, as we look at these two dreams in Daniel chapter 2 and in Daniel chapter 7, we can find the parallels. We can find the parallels that these are dreams that depict what will happen from the days of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, until the return of Jesus, the king. And it happened just as the Bible has said it. What it means is that if Nebuchadnezzar and his kingdom ruled as God has shown, if Medopesha came to pass, if Greece 
Alexander and his people came to pass, if Rome and all the Caesars and the ten kingdoms came out of out of pagan Rome, as well as papal Rome is now ruling, and try to change time and laws, then what it means is that the kingdom of God will surely come. And men may say, men may scoff and say, where is the promise? From all this while, the promise of his kingdom has not come. And yet, we know that if these ones have happened, then God will bring his kingdom to pass. Friend, I invite you to follow me in this series. Friend, I invite you to be what God wants you to be. He is ready to do something very special. And in the next series, we see how the people thread the life of Daniel. And yet, he stood fast. And God bless him. May God be with you. May he be your portion as you continue to listen to this series. This is the moment of truth. I am Pastor Ebenezer Kwe. And God be with you. God bless you as you continue to listen. Amen. Thank you very much for staying with us. Once again, you can reach us on plus 233-244-673528 or 0244-235-017 or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF595 Adenta Greater Accra Region Ghana. We will expect your feedback. I believe today's magazine has been a blessing. May the good Lord's hand be in your life. Amen. Remember to tune in same time tomorrow. Bye for now. <laughs>